You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. My name is Courtney. My name is Allison. And we are Courtney and also Allison of The Devil X-Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X-Files. Yeah, you know. Warning, though, we don't like the X-Files. No, we don't really like it. So if you are like, oh, this is my favorite episode, I want to see what this new podcast has to say about it. Um, Warning, spoiler alert. We don't like the X Files. Yeah, we don't have the nostalgia. Well, we have nostalgia of the X Files. Yeah, do we? Well, yeah. I mean, a little bit. A little bit. We grew up watching it here and there. I didn't understand it as a child, but that's maybe for the best. Maybe that is for the best. Um, now that we are adults, two intersectional feminists, mm-hmm. um, you have writer ability. Yep. You have, you went to school. You have a degree. Yeah, I went to body school and writing school. And I am a teacher. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but mm-hmm. I'm smart. Mm-hmm. Um, we take a look at the X-Files from that point of view, and not with the nostalgic rose-colored glasses. This is uh, episode 20, uh, season 3, Jose Chung's From Outer Space, and this is one of the widely loved episodes. Yes. And... Th- uh, of of the X-Files, period. And we're going to tell you why it's bad. Yep, we are going to tell you why it's bad. We're going to list very carefully. Now, don't worry, don't, guys, don't turn the, don't turn the podcast off. We're going to be funny. Yeah. We're going to be, I mean, we're going to be We're going to be reasonably we're funny. We're going to be reasonably funny. But I do want you to just kind of sit down and go on this journey with us. Um, we, there are some big problems. Mm-hmm. With this story. And I understand why people fa- found it or find it funny. Because, I mean, David Duchovny eating... David he Duchovny. ate a whole pie, you guys! He ate a whole pie. David Duchovny ate a whole pie. It's a sweet potato. It's so funny. I mean, I laughed. I did laugh, but <laughs> at the same time. But but there are other things that are a little problematic. There's pro- A, problematic. B, not funny. Yeah, and, and see, just like confusing, kind of messy, kind of weird. And I know, like, part of it is that it's like supposed to be confusing because it's multiple narratives. But even outside of that, it's kind of like, well, there have been episodes that have done multiple narratives in a less messy way. Yeah, um, and I don't. I mean, I don't think Supernatural is a shining star of perfect television. Is definitely not. But they did an episode that's very much like this. Mm-hmm. And it's from the two brothers and one other person's point of view. The same story. Yeah. And it's slightly different each time. Yeah. I thought that's what this was going to be. It's just like a lot cleaner and a lot tighter. It's a lot cleaner and then you get more room for jokes. Yeah. And the jokes aren't centered around rape. Yeah, which I, personally, I like that. Personally, I like that it's not centered around rape in Supernatural. This one, however, there is, um... Just multiple jokes at the expense of several people. Yeah. Especially the poor girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to just, what we're going to do, friends, you and me, don't, I mean. And, and, and me? Uh, Allison's here too. Okay. <laughs> I got, sorry. 
No, I meant you and me as an Allison and oh, I. No one else is listening. I thought to this you podcast. meant you and your friends. I have none. There are not. There are no. They've all left. They're us. all left us. Um, we're gonna go through step by step. We might. I day mean, by day. Sorry. Yep. And TGIF. Yeah, okay. Sorry. You know, actually, uh, to not talk about the X Files for two seconds. I realized this morning that I know the all of the words to the lyrics of America's Funniest Home Videos. What? That's amazing. Like, uh, there was a que- I was playing Quiplash with a couple of my buddies, mm-hmm. and one of the questions was, "What's the next line in this song?" Yeah. To America's Funniest Home Videos, the 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 TV show with Bob Saget. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I know that one. I didn't. Even remember that it had lyrics. We've got laughs from coast to coast to make you smile. You know that one? No. You might be a star tonight, so let that camera roll. Oh, no. It's the red, white, and blue. All the funny things you do. America, America, this is you. And there's a whole, that that's just half the song. I remember America, America. This is you. More or less. There is. This is you dropping food, getting hit in the nuts. <laughs> anyway, that's my personal shame. Mm. No, I think that's worth being proud of. Okay. <laughs> so let's go back to another shameful uh, oh, series. Boy. Why don't you read the Netflix description of season three, episode 20, Jose Chung's From Outer Space. Courtney, I would love to. Would you? Uh, no. Scully recounts the investigation of an alleged UFO encounter for a famous author researching his latest novel. Okay. Here's the deal with with the, the beginning of this. Scully recounts the investigation. So an author comes in very... Uh, Jose Chung. Yeah. Very Truman Capote-esque. Yeah. They... Yeah. He His voice is that of the Mad Hatter from Disney's Alice in Wonderland. I went... I got more of a Snagglepuss vibe by the end of it. Oh. Oh. Yes. Heavens to Murgatroyd! Murgatroyd! Oh, yes. Um... So, kind of over the top, and the way he, you know, I mean, that's a Darren Morgan thing, right? Yeah. It's like fucking the werewolf, were-monster guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just over the top characters, right? Now, I did read on Wikipedia that their second choice for the actor to play this role after Truman Capote himself, who died in the 1980s. <laughs> we're going to resurrect him. <laughs> was Rip Torn. Oh, shit, that would have been much better. <laughs> <laughs> I would have appreciated this one. There, there, were some, there was some star power in this episode. Yeah, there was. Yes, there were star powers, and we will start. We will yeah. talk about this. We there of the few things we liked about this episode. It's the star powers. It's the star powers. Um, but so the whole premise is a a author Truman Capote, Larry um, Larry David S. Yeah, uh, comes in and he says he's writing a book about this abduction and the case the abduction case is what Scully and Mulder worked on. Mulder doesn't want to talk to this guy, yeah. so Scully's talking to him. Everything now this is what's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Everything that Scully it's it starts off by saying this is Scully's point of view. Yeah. And but the weird thing is the episode 
flashes back, flashes forward, flashes back to other people's point of view yeah. in between Scully's point of view. Because she's recounting what they have told to her so, or what she experienced that they were saying. So she's like, has a linear plot of what happens, you know, ABC. Yeah. But then in the middle of that, you also have different other people's point of view. Mm-hmm. And that to me was a little bit confusing. Yeah, it was kind of jarring. I would say the most confusing thing to me... Uh, would be that, I mean, we're given to accept that Scully's version of events was true, is the true one. Um, but that said, there's still a lot of things that happen in Scully's version of events that don't make any sense. Yes. Um, what would there be in terms of writing a better way to show the humor of the difference of opinion? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Right. Um, if you're going to do a linear plot line, that's fine, but maybe you want to do kind of all together, right? At one point. What do you mean? Like, I I would have liked Scully, Scully's point of view to be the last act. Mmm. And interview... Yeah, 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 yeah. Starting with different takes on it, which it kind of is what they did, but then when you intersperse it in the middle with, like, actual Scully's experiences, that's where things start to break down a little yes, bit. Yes, yeah. So I liked, actually, to see Scully's experiences at the end of this is actually what happened, and at the, the kind of the front end have the, the sort of wacky the wacky guys, right? Yeah. And kind of telling the story together as one linear plot line, piecing it together with like three, four guys, and then Scully at the back half just cleaning it all up. Yeah, I think I think what's missing is that real specificity of like here are three different people involved in this stories, here are their three stories, whether those are intertwined or not, like it's just that you get so many disparate people in there telling different stories that... And we're not sure where Scully fits in. Like, if she, is she telling the story now? Or what? Who, who are, whose eyes are we looking through? Yeah, because there's part where Jose Chung is saying, like, oh, Mulder was in this diner with a friend of mine. And we're like, okay, well, this, like, this breaks off from what, basically, what the convention of the episode Did Mulder is. really eat the whole pie, though? Did Mulder eat that whole pie? And did he take a massive dump? Because <laughs> it was full of squash? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that. So that was that was problem number one. Yeah, that was problem number one. How it was told was not great. Um, so we start off with um, kind of the abduction part of things. Yeah. So not even kind of the previous, and it's a, a, a couple, and the boy's like, "Oh, I love you," and the girl's like, "This is our first date," which is weird. Yeah. Which is super that weird. That was super weird. Because that kind of plays into, you know, Scully says she was raped. Yeah. And so we're like, well, and then the the boy even comes back and kind of keeps coming back to this this girl mm-hmm. and is like, well, yeah, he's kind of, and has an unhealthy obsession with her. Yeah. Um, and we'll get back to the rape thing too, because that's really important. So the first scene we see, and I can see how people love it because it's wacky. Yeah, it's very wacky. Is the couple is driving down the road, their car stops, you see a UFO with a white light, two are, there's two alien bros, Mm -hmm. number one, they are jacked. Yes. Number two, they vape. Yeah, they are jacked and they vape, so. They vape some just chief cotton, and, do you, wait, do you vape cotton? No, um, what? Do you, do you vape cotton? No, you chief cotton. Chief is a verb. You chief that cotton. Is but is coffin a drug? Cotton, cotton. It's the smoke. So it's the cotton is a metaphor for those cottony clouds that are coming out of your vape pen. Cotton can be any. Can I can I blow cotton? Achieve cotton while I am smoking a marijuana cigarette. 
Uh, I suppose, although I think it's more specifically about about the okay, vapor. Okay. It's that vapor. Okay. I'm an old. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I like you anyway. Um, okay. So, and then, so the, the two little gray aliens, yeah. the cute little butts. May I say, cute little mm, butts. Very, very much so. Um, they kind of hypnotize the two, the couple. And then there's a third alien. Yeah, a third alien comes out. Stop motion animation. Yeah, it was very, it was, uh, that part I did find cool. Yeah, I did like, it did seem either stop motion animation or partly like green screening. It was cheesy, but in a really good way. Yeah. And I like that. So it's just this like, okay, well, you got these two greys and then you got like a cyclops. Yeah, a bosk. A, a bosk, if you will. <laughs> Not a pair. The the bounty hunter. Yes. From the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, okay, well, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay, wacky. And mm-hmm. then the two gray aliens say, who the hell is that? I don't know. Yeah, they speak in English. They speak They speak of the English. Yes. So. Not the bleep blorp. Not the bleep blorp. <laughs> so I actually wrote down, um, Scully's, I wrote down, like, I try to keep track of who is point of view it was. Oh, interesting. Because I thought that's how they were going to do it. Oh, Scully's point of view first, then maybe Mulder's, then maybe, I don't know, Lone Gunman. Yeah. But But I was like, oh, well, I can't keep track of it because it's just going back and forth, back and forth. It's really bopping all over. Yeah. So Scully talks about what happened to this girl. Yeah. You want to go into that? Uh, Yeah. So basically the, like, the hard science point of view that Scully's coming from is that this girl, um, you know, she said she was abducted when they examined her. There were signs of rape. Uh, so Skelly is, you know, saying that's the most likely thing that happened. Yeah. And can I point out the one uh, number one shitty thing that happened? Please do. Um, Skelly says, oh, the clothing was inside out. She shows, you know, signs of abuse. And the author says, well, I've had a night like that. Yeah, god damn this guy. Jesus Christ. Immediately becoming an unlikable character. So number one, like, makes fun of rape. So that's great. Um, so while Scully is telling about what this girl has experienced, yeah. we see from the girl's point of view, she woke up with a bloody nose and Courtney's worst nightmare happens. <laughs> There's a fucking alien at the side of the bed. Foot of the bed, yeah. Yeah. Except it was a stuffed cat toy. So she's, like, seeing kind of aliens. Yeah. And then she wakes up and she goes to her window and there's another kind of alien thing. And she's like, oh, no, an alien. But really it's that guy who's kind of stalking her. Yeah, and his shirt's all ripped. Yeah. Um. So he's like, I, I love you. I love you. And she's like, please leave me alone. Because at this point she, I think, believes that she has been raped. Is that right? It's hard to it's say. It's hard to say. It's like, I don't... All, a lot of this whole episode is making this girl change her mind. Yeah. And that's gross to me. Yeah, it is that's because the there's very much like thing. two different times by two different groups that she's like hypnotized into believing what is true and what isn't. Um, and so like even with the rape thing, Mulder's like, well, that can't have happened because he even says like, oh, I have eyewitness accounts and, like, they talk about aliens, so that's believable, but she, if she thinks she's raped, it's not rape. Yeah. It's so just like, like oh, boy. boy. And all of this with a straight face, of course, none of it being, like, a wink and a nod to the fact that this is a real situation that happens to a lot of women, it's especially funny. young women. Why would you choose this for a funny episode? You know I, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's what I don't understand is that why... And it does seem to be like a Darren Morgan trend of like doing a funny episode and With injecting a like some premise. Yeah, like a shitty premise that is offensive and then being like, it's just jokes, my guys. Because even like 
Moeller makes a rape joke. Yeah, to the to, to the, the guy. To the guy saying, you know, if this is true, you're gonna be in prison and you're gonna be raped. Like not never okay to never say. Never okay. Never okay to say to anyone. Like uh... Yeah. So up front, here's here's our deal, guys. Up front, this was really lazy writing, making fun of rape early, like, just front-loaded. Yeah. And that's how you get Alice and I upset. Yeah, it kind of makes us, like, even if the back half is maybe more relaxed and enjoyable, we're not going to be able to enjoy it. It just got our haunches up. Like, it just, like, why are we, why is this a thing that you need to inject into your episode that you want to make funny, can't you find another device to write around? Yeah, is there a way that you can make a joke about something without it being at a victim's expense? Yeah. Or, like, just delete it completely. Yeah. And if you think, well, it's a woman, so she needs to be raped or something, then make it two guys. Make it, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, I don't know, just don't use that device. I'm having a really big issue with, like, I mean, we're not the Riverdale podcast, but I'm having a really big issue with the new episode, the Riverdale using Sagittary Rape as a plot point. Yeah. It's lazy. So it's it's it was lazy when they did it on Pretty Little Liars and it's yeah. lazy on Riverdale. Like. And it's and it's lazy here. Like, you don't need to include... Anyway. Um, Mulder says that this woman has post-abduction syndrome. So she's... Con- she, it's almost as if he is trying to convince her that she was not raped. Yeah. And she was, in fact... He is, and he does, as we see through Scully's eyes, he does convince both her and her parents that she was abducted. Yes. Which is gross. Yeah. And again, like, it's it's the fact that it was the rape thing. Yeah. Like, the fact that they chose that, they made that choice, right? Yeah. If she was saying, oh, I was, you know, I Wrong. got out of my country, I was chased down a country road or something. By a horse. Yeah. That's different. Hey... I like that. That's our new episode. Horse? Horse, Horse crimes. <laughs> what, what, what would be the worst crime a horse could commit? Eating its own jockey. Oh, that would be bad. Mm. I would say breaking my heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Moonlight now. <laughs> Sh- Shiloh, why? <laughs> I wrote I wrote a horse named Shiloh at Girl Scout camp. Oh my god! She was the oldest, and she was blonde, and I loved her. And she ate an Oreo out of my hand. Oh, you okay? One, you have a real through line in your past with Oreos. Do I? Yes. When else have I talked about in the previous episode? Did I? Yes. I don't remember. It's okay. So uh, guys, check back. Check back the old episode. Two, can, should, or, should horses eat Oreos? Well, they love jelly beans. Should horses eat Oreos? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, that's what I almost said. <laughs> uh, number one, they love jelly beans. Do they? Yes. Aww. They love jelly beans. I used to ride horses. Do you give them jelly beans? No. Well, obviously, you weren't their best, best, bestest friend. <sighs> okay. <laughs> did you make a horse ride? I did. Gosh. Okay. What was your horse name that you rode? I don't remember. Well, was, again, you weren't the bestest friends. It was very I nice wrote, and brown colored. Allison, I rode this horse once in my life. And I fed an Oreo and we had a moment I will forever remember her Okay, name. I can't live up to your romantic horse story. I'm sorry. <laughs> your horse mance. Oh, my horsey mance. Okay, let's talk about aliens. Oh, I don't want to. Uh, so, this... So, she gets hypnotized. The woman gets hypnotized. 
And she recounts the alien. Part. Yeah, it's a very long story about her and the boy being on a ship. That she's being strapped down and the aliens are talking to her through her mind. The costume choice here was kind of odd. It was like Captain EO. It was reject. very sci-fi, very like metal bikini kind of situation. Yeah. And like the guy, the boyfriend, or the, I won't even call him boyfriend. No, I don't even think they were. Guy. The guy. Uh, he had, like, an dick-sucking apparatus. <laughs> yes, he did. Like, he had a, a pouch, mm-hmm. a visual pouch, and there was a mm, long tube yep. connected to his hairia. Hairia. Okay. So tell me what that's for. Well, I think you've said it yourself, dick-sucking. <laughs> They're milking him. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Hey, people are into that. That's fine. <laughs> Be into what you're into. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> as this was going out, yes. on, one of the big things I had in my head was there was a table of donuts on the in the background. <laughs> yeah, there was, and I wanted one so bad. Didn't you? <laughs> okay, no, I love fucking love a good donut. Oh yeah, I love a good donut. But those donuts, I just wanted to just tap into them. They look like Dunkin' Donuts. Like, they look like a oh, Dunkin' yeah. Donuts. But they're probably Timmy's, right? Are Dunkin' Donuts good? No. Oh, no. They're not great. Is there any American donut chain that's good? No. Krispy Kreme? Krispy Kreme is overrated. Oh, boy. Okay. Robin's Donuts when they're fresh mm. is okay. Um, Dunkin' is okay. Like, I, last time I had Dunkin', I was, like, 16, right? Oh, yeah. So, anything's very sugary. Anything's very good huge. when you're 16 and you're They're craving that nut. They're huge fucking donuts, though. They're, like, fucking American-sized donuts. Oh, really? No, actually, the best, Blue Star Donuts, very good. You and I have Blue Yeah, Star. Blue Star is really good. Blue Star is, uh, Voodoo. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Actually, you've never had Voodoo. No. We're going to go down to the Portland. We are going down to Portland. Portland. Uh, and we're going to get ourselves a voodoo donut. Yeah, we yeah. are. We'll post pics. Yeah, we'll post pics. Hot pics of donut action. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Get that nut. I do want to do a Canadian moment. Allison. Okay. Allison, have you heard about Tim Horton's new donuts? I have. They're fucking churro donuts. I'm so excited. With caramel filling. I really want to try one. Fuck. Churros. And they're not sponsorous friends, sponsoring us friends, but please. This ad is for free. Tim Hortons sponsor us. I want those sponsor donuts. Sponsor us and send us all your churro donuts. I want those nuts. <laughs> Give me that nut. Give me that nut. Okay. This is the other thing that I'm probably, people found very funny. Mm-hmm. And I found, I like, I was like, I get it. Um, <laughs> I get it, but I, I'm not into they it. They had one character, the police chief. Who, instead of swearing, just went bleep. Yeah. He said the word bleep. Because, uh, or blanking. Yeah, blank Because, uh, apparently Scully is recounting it, and Scully, ooh, doesn't swear? Mm. Come on, guys. Let, number one, let Scully say fuck. Let Scully say fuck. Like, come on. Uh, but here's the weird thing about this. What? If you are saying that this character swears a lot. Mm-hmm. But she can't recount that, like, in normal conversation, because, oh, Then what about the other 70 episodes? Are you saying no one else said fuck in those episodes? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Just this guy. They're saying, yeah, no one said fuck except for this one guy, which we've only ever seen in this episode. I find that hard to believe. I find it extremely hard to believe, because there are many fuck-worthy events in this show. I mean, like, fucking, even, okay, are you telling me Crycheck 
when he had all that black goo come out of his orifices, he was like, fuck. Are you telling me that, Shit. that Skinner yeah. in giving Mulder and Scully a new assignment has never said good luck and don't fuck it up? <laughs> As I so desperately wish he would. <laughs> and don't fuck it up. <laughs> Jesus. He's our RuPaul. He is our RuPaul. <laughs> and this is our drag race. This is our drag race. Okay. Anyway, that's another. Oh, can right. I tell you what I think Skinner's drag name would be, though? Yeah, let's go down this rabbit hole. Go. Skinner Mateeth. <laughs> Skinner and then M and then apostrophe teeth. Skinner Mateeth. Oh, I killed Courtney, you guys. She's done. Oh, I think she liked it. So... <laughs> Allison and I love garbage TV. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> so we're not, we're watching The Bachelor, but also uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Season 9. Uh, season 8. Season 9 hasn't started yet. Well, season 9 is coming up. Oh, yeah, up. it's coming up. They've announced the queens. So uh, I'm going back and re-watching seasons 1 through 8 plus All-Stars. Yeah. Uh, garbage show, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Allison wrote to me, gosh, I hope this is a Skinner episode, because I have... <laughs> I want to compare him and RuPaul. Stuck him in there anyways. Oh boy, you sure did. That was very good. Thank you. I'm very proud of it. He would have, he would not even need a lot of contouring, those cheekbones. Right? And I think he would be, I think he would be like, um, like Bob the Drag Queen on season eight where he would like most of the time just not wear a wig, but just accentuate that dome. Just accentuate the dome. Yes, 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 yes. And he would he would go very um, a lot of a lot of uh, contouring, really high eyebrows, mm, very yeah. divine esque. Yeah, yeah, very expressive, very expressive. But he would be like sultry, and he would be serving like business looks. He would be serving fierce business looks. <laughs> Gosh, I want this season. I know. <laughs> we love garbage TV. Now, see, here's the thing, like. That TV show in and itself is problematic, and a lot of garbage TV is problematic, but we, like, enjoy it? Yeah. But this... But this we hate. <laughs> we're... We're... Oh, I think we need to look inside ourselves for a second. Oh, God. So, you watch... You watch Survivor. Yeah. You watch... And we both watch um, Top Model. Yeah. We are watching Bachelor together. Uh, hey, shout out to the Rose Buddies. We love Rose Buddies. We love Rose Buddies, the podcast about The Bachelor, which we also listen to. Yeah, it's on the Max Fun Network. It's very so, good. Like, check it out. Um, and and now we're watching Drag Race. Yeah, like that's all really problematic TV. But I will say one difference that I notice, maybe more specifically in the case of Survivor, is that like it's all on the contestants, whatever they do and say. So a lot of the times, what they're doing and saying is bad stuff because they're bad people, but they're real people. And when it's bad in the X-Files, it's written by someone. Mm. And it goes through multiple passes. And no one said, hey, maybe we shouldn't make this entire hilarious episode about victim blaming. Like, they didn't give Darren Morgan a bad edit. No. You know what I mean? Like, like, like season eight, uh, Drag Race, Kimchi chose to do uh, Kimmy Jong-un in the Snatch Game. I do love Kimchi, though. 
<laughs> I know. I do love That's kimchi. The thing. I love kimchi. <laughs> I, love so I love her so much. So she does something problematic, but we still love her. We're like, she's I a real person, and real people real are person. fallible. I'm a real person. But this, you're right. You know what? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, I feel better now. <laughs> I feel better. You looked inside yourself and you found that I'm you were like, right. I feel bad because we rag on this TV show, but then we're like, we 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 watch yeah. the garbage shows of garbage shows. Like it's not as bad as like fucking Duck Dynasty and Honey Boo Boo and yeah, stuff, which I have watched both. Of those. Oh no, I'm sorry. Um, but I guess this is you're right because this is a written TV show. There is a sense of responsibility. Yeah. And the fact that we're cursed to watch this episode so we can never, <laughs> cursed to watch this TV show so we can never turn well, it off. And I think what riles us up about episodes like this and stuff is that, you know, some people love them so much. Yeah, that's it. And that, you know, when we're watching, like, Drag Race, like, most of the people that watch that kind of stuff admit, like... They know. Yeah, like, this is, like... We know. Not... It's fun to watch, but it's problematic. Whereas Super people problem. are like, oh, this, you know, these Darren Morgan episodes, they're so amazing. That's they're, it. like, so visionary. But it's... Man, they're just not, though. They're not, they're not great. That's it. You're right. It's because the garbage TV watchers know it's garbage. Yeah. We eat that fucking garbage up. Mwah. But... It's almost as if people don't know that the X-Files is garbage. And that's why we're here. And that's why we're here, ladies and gentlemen, and friends, that's and people. wild ride we just Everyone. <laughs> wow. I, I feel like we went on a journey of self-discovery. Yeah. And I do have to say, after I'm done, I am going to go watch more episodes of Drag I absolutely am. <laughs> um, can we talk about the body now? Can we talk about... No, we got to talk about the space weed. Oh, yeah. Space weed! Allison. So this is when you get a turn of, it's almost as, it was like a commercial break. Yeah. And Mulder and Scully are interviewing the boy. The boy. The, 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 the boy. The boy. Um, and he is giving his account of what happened. And him and the girl are in a cage. And right next to them is an alien smoking dank space weed. Yes. And saying, this is not happening, this is not happening, this is not happening. Now we find out later that maybe i don't know maybe these are pilots mm-hmm. in alien costumes yes there are now, so why are that why is he in a cage well there are several realities happening at once that's in this the episode. thing but they're not distinct on which one is the scully version you know yeah. what i mean anyway go on um oh this is when the boy admits they have sex yeah, I think so. I think this is when the boy does admit that the two of them do, did have sex, but they can't, he says, well, we can't tell her father. Which is even weirder, because just, if, if the woman is claiming rape, like, non-consensual... And also, she said very clearly in the beginning that this was their first date. Um, I find everything very confusing. I find it, yeah, there was... He's saying, Not I that love you, you can't have intercourse on the first date, but no. just... Because it's <laughs> oh you can, you can have intercourse before the first day <laughs> you can have it whenever you like oh, Jesus but um because it's the X Files I don't expect that to be something that well happens. yeah it's mm, a spell he anyway yeah okay uh then we get another kind of point of view change a new uh, man the screenplay guy yeah his name is uh Rocky Crickinson Crickinson okay. Sure, fine. Well, like, whatever. okay, yeah, whatever. It's like Darren Morgan was writing this, and he's, he's like, like well, "That's a funny name." No, he's like, "I gotta feed, I gotta feed my geckos," because I feel like he has a lot of geckos. Oh yeah, life. and he's like, "Oh, I'll feed them crickets." Oh, cricket. Oh, 
And my son is calling me. Oh, Cricket's son. That's what is that is what the guy's name is. And there's oh, there's rocks in my lizard's cage. Oh, <laughs> Rocky Crickinson. And there's a lamp, lamp, lamp. I am a man. Lamp Manderson is the other <laughs> episode. That's my drag name. <laughs> lamp Manderson. Lamp Manderson. My drag name is Susie Homewrecker. I like it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's better than Lamp Manderson. <laughs> Fuck. Um. So, Screenplay Guy yeah. says, I, uh, Mulder's Clay interviewing him because I, he also witnessed. He said he saw the whole thing. So, here's thing. the thing. Scully is talking to the author. Yeah. About recounting, what Rocky said. Yeah, she's recounting the experience of, that he recounted to her. But then we're also experiencing his point of, like, it's just really Yeah, weird. we're experiencing it directly. It's like a memory visually. inside a memory inside a memory. It's like a sweater wrapped in an enigma wrapped in a, I don't know. Popsicle. Popsicle. But what? Anyways. So he has <laughs> he written recounts. a full... Yeah, he recounts that he saw them get abducted. Yeah. Um, he went home. He wrote the whole thing down. Uh, and then a car drives very fancily into his uh, garage. Yes. And this... Uh, so it is... The garage opens and it's uh, this black arc slides in. And there's this very uh, large man with a goatee. Mm-hmm. And I wrote in in humor, in jest, Allison. Oh, look, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was not Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was not. It was Jesse the Body Venture. Yes, it was. With the hair and everything. One shining light Jesus. in this episode. Fuck. And he chewed that scenery. Yeah. He put that scenery in a chokehold. He was friend. playing the body 100%. Jesus Christ. It was, it was so good. So he starts talking. He's one of these quintessential men in black. And he starts talking about how this guy probably just saw Venus or something. But he's delivering this monologue that is like. Yeah. Ugh. He says the word phenomenon a lot. Yeah. And it feels like he was told how to say it. <laughs> and he's trying real hard. He's trying real, real hard. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Rocky also talks about how, like, what happened during the alien abduction. Yeah. And he talks about the third alien, the red stop motion alien. Yeah, the Bosque. And how, the Bosque. And he's, like, talking in Shakespearean, like, be not afraid. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said his name was, uh, Lord... Dragnor. Yeah, something like that. Kimbo. Kimbo. Lord Kimbo. Lord Kimbo. And... Scully mentions that a this like this whole thing that Rocky has written down was in screenplay format, which you joked about. Yeah. And number two, there's a giant sex orgy. Well, now I knew it was in screenplay format because I could see that had a three hole punch with those little uh, metal um, fasteners that you put in screenplays that they give you a box of when you start screenwriting school. They're like, you're gonna need these. Yeah. That's their gift to you. Yeah, and a backpack and a lot of debt. Yeah. Here are some metal things you could buy at Stables for $3, but can we have just thousands of dollars of your money? You may. Please teach me to be famous. (laughs) How's that working out for you? Oh, not good. I mean, you have a podcast. I have a podcast. And I know, like, like... I produce cartoons. People listen to this podcast. I will say, one of the cartoons that I work on uh, just won the Parents' Choice Award mm. uh, Silver Honor role, something, something, something. Is it the cartoon adaptation of the Double X Files? It is not, because <laughs> I don't think that would win a Parents' Choice Award. Parents today, they know what their kids <laughs> like. <laughs> so. It's us, it's butts, and Chief Cotton. 
and dicks and, and dicks and everything and drag names. Jerking it. Yeah, jerking it. Okay. That's our podcast. Yeah. So this is after the interview with Rocky where Scully is recounting Rocky, but Rocky is recounting what he saw is very confusing. We're also brought up to the term that like Mulder says, well, I have two men who is saying that this is an alien abduction, so this lady isn't obviously right. Yeah. The victim of what has happened is, isn't obviously right. So that's gross. It's very that's, gross. That's, again, bad, another yes. problematic thing. Um, I think this is where we go to talk to the other kid who found the oh, body. Oh, Buster Bluth? Yeah. Buster well, they do <laughs> They do hypnotize the woman again. They oh, do. yeah. Is this where she sees the, the army? Yeah. Yeah. So they hypnotize um, the, the woman again, and she talks about being hypnotized in an army base after she, like, came to. Or so then we're kind of thinking, okay. And they took her memories. So, again, is that hypnotism flashback that Scully talking about the hypnotism, but we see it through the other girl's well, eyes. It's just another layer of another reality that that's, may or may not be true. That's what, like, if you're gonna tell her story, mm-hmm. do it just what she could see. Yeah. Like, do it a limited, a limited third person. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. If you're gonna go omniscient, then, then, then you need to You're kind getting of, messy. You are getting messy. Um, yeah, let's go to Buster Blue. Okay, because I have some things to say. <laughs> Why you take us? Why you take us? Uh, so this, they they say they found someone who claims to have found an alien body in a field. Yes. And he said, oh, I wish I hadn't called the cops before I found it. And he's, like, explaining this directly to Jose Chung. I Yeah, so this is, this is so weird. <laughs> this is really confusing. This is not even Scully's point of view. It's Jose Chung's point of view? I guess? Yeah, I see. Again, that's where it ma- messes up. Yeah, because like, he's definitely, it's definitely not Scully recounting anything that this no. kid has said to her because he talks directly about her and uh, says that, that you know, these men in black pulled up and one of them was disguised as a woman and was not pulling it off. And at that point I say, the fuck are you? Yeah, you threw your hands up in the air. Yeah, I got That's really, not. like, this is not the first transphobic joke we've heard from Darren Morgan. Oh, no. I think Darren Morgan has had a transphobic joke in every single episode do you think? Really? Okay. Well, really? I thought you're like, you're not surprised. So definitely wear a monster. Yeah. This one. And then the one with the uh, the witches. Oh, yeah. No, he didn't write the one with the witches, though. I thought he did. Who no, that, that was one? Chris Carter trying to emulate his style. About tra- with transphobic with tra- jokes? <laughs> yes. So gotta throw a transphobic joke in there. That uh. theme park. I'm sure there was more. Hmm. I'm sure there's lots more. Um, uh, and then he said that Mulder looked like a mandroid. And you know what? That probably elicited jokes. Yeah, it probably made some people have a guffaw. Because you're like, oh, ha ha ha, we're making fun of our beloved characters. That's funny. But just and, 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 and I do have to say the word mandroid is very funny. Yes. It's very good. But let's not. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, I get what they're going for. I just don't think they're achieving it. The... The the best kind of retelling the story is when uh, Buster Bluth says, oh, he screamed, and we have David Duchovny go, ah! Yeah. And then the guy says, well, that's a bleeping alien. That's a, that's a, that is a funny joke. Yeah, that was a funny joke. And the setup was good, and it was through someone else's eyes, like, I like that. But yeah, it's just it's hard. It's hard to do. Yeah, when you're coming off of a trans joke, is he, not a lot of winners he can kind of winners. go to after that. Um, and then there was a uh, a joke that I feel was personally attacking the two of us. 
was that? Which is where Buster Bluth is recounting things to Jose Chung, and he says, uh, I didn't play Dungeons and Dragons for years and not learn anything about courage. <sighs> to which I want to say, Darren Morgan, come fucking fight me. Come fight me, Darren Morgan. You want to fucking fight, bitch? We are fucking level 17 archmages. <laughs> yeah. That's not true. We're not playing Dungeons and Dragons. We're playing uh, Call of Cthulhu now. Yeah. Yeah, which is fucking dope. It's very good. The, the difference between Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu, Dungeons and Dragons is just like fucking you're killing a lot of shit and you're getting like the powers of super gods. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there are ways to tweak it and variate yeah. it so that it's not like that. But, but Call of Cthulhu, you fucking run from everything. Yeah. You don't want to fight anything because it will fuck you up. Anything. Uh, right now, uh, we are playing uh, the last episode that we played of Call of Cthulhu. I'm DMing, by the way. Yeah. Um, one of our heroes got shot by a Bigfoot. Yes, he did. <laughs> so we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> I'm not joking, friends. That actually happened. It sure it. did. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Darren Morgan. Come what? fight us. Come fight us. Let's talk about... So, Buster Bluth goes into the alien uh, autopsy. Yeah. And they find out it was a human being. Yeah. In a suit. And this is now... This is where a lot of my questions start to form. Okay, go... Yeah. So, like, this is from Skelly's point of view. It's yes. absolutely from Skelly's point of view. So she is absolutely, quote-unquote, dissecting this alien um, who is just a human in a suit. And... Like, one, the fact that she couldn't tell that right away is crazy. Two, uh, it is, so this is actually, that means that this is actually a real narrative, that there are two soldiers dressed up as aliens flying experimental spacecraft, and that is genuinely part of the narrative, as experienced by Skelly, which makes it true. Which, in any other kind of deeper, dramatic episode, that would be a fucking huge breakthrough. Yeah! But now it's like a, it's like a joke. And so then, I don't... Also, by the end of it, it's, you know, it's supposed to, this episode is intentionally meant to not tell you anything at the end and not settle it um, as a sort of, like, a play on themselves. Um, but at the same time, we've, they have, one, told us so much, and two, not told us so much that nothing makes any sense. Yeah. They've kind of... Because of your sort of, there's three realities that they're playing with. One, that this is a cut and dry case where a girl was assaulted. Yeah. Two... That uh, a girl and her boyfriend were abducted by aliens. Three, that a girl, her, uh, a girl, a guy, uh, and two army men dressed as aliens were... <laughs> go on, no, go on. Were abducted by a, a third alien. Uh, Lord Kimbo. Yeah, and that two of the, those two gray aliens were actually army men. Uh, and that that's that, what happened. That, 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 that. I, like, these are the three narratives that you're saying each one is equally possible based on the stories that we're hearing. That's crazy. That is crazy. Oh, oh she's dead. <laughs> she's gone. Okay. So, uh, A potato volcano? Yeah. So, they, yeah, basically they say... Oh, 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 we have to back... We, have, we, we gotta have back it on up. Um... Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura performs a suplex on Buster Bluth, and it is very good. Yeah, it is very good. I just, I just need to say that. <laughs> oh, oh Jesse. Please, take me now. Uh, so, now whose point of view is this Mulder thing from? The, the Mulder pie? No, the other thing. Taking the... So, Mulder finds... Uh, they. 
Yeah, so Mulder they, finds a guy walking in the middle of the road. What happened is, what happens is, um, uh, so they find out that this this alien is actually a dead guy. The yeah. dead guy is actually a military pilot. Yeah. Um, the military comes to the hospital and Mulder says, um, yeah, we actually do have that guy you're looking for. And we also have the other guy, which causes them to trip up and say, oh, he's here? Uh, letting Mulder the know name. that there is another guy. Yeah. Uh, and then Mulder finds that second guy. Naked. Naked. And afraid. And afraid. And that's also a good garbage TV yeah, show. sure is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Um... So he takes uh, takes him to the Ovaltine Cafe to, on Hastings Street. Yeah, they get some Ovaltine. They get some mashed potatoes. Yeah, he's making a mashed potato volcano. He's a uh, Devil's Tower. Oh, it's like a it's a two thousand one Space Odyssey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and so here's the thing: is this Scully's story yeah, that is this Mulder like, did? This? Yeah, that like Mulder told this to Scully, and that's how she's recounting it to Jose Chong. Because Jose Chung goes and says from his point of view, well, I know the guy who runs that place, and he just said Mulder came in by himself and ate an ate pie. entire pie. So, who is truthful? Like, I would say Scully, but that's Scully who Mulder told. And, like, it's, you know, it's not even necessarily that we need to know which one is true. It's just that there needs to be a clearer, like, line of progression. Yeah, that's weird. It is odd. Are are they saying that like Jesse Ventura like suplex the diner and then the diner doesn't remember the other guy? Or I don't know. What? I don't know. Who knows? Okay. Okay. Um Oh, and then also this guy who's eating bashed potatoes does say the term military industrial entertainment complex. Yes, he does. And he also says sex feels trite. Oh yeah, that is my favorite. After he, he said, after flying an experimental aircraft, sex feels trite. Sex and feels I said, trite. in a jaded way, sex already feels trite. <laughs> he also, this is also when he says that, or alludes to that he was abducted by the third alien. Yes, Lord Kimbo. Yes, and knew who Lord Kimbo was. I gotta just. Oh boy. So I don't understand. I don't know. Where do we go from here? Where do is we it, go? Um, uh, we go to Alex Trebek. Oh, fuck yes. So, again, Scully's out of it. So whose point of view is this? Yeah. Is this Scully was out of it, and then so Mulder told Scully what happened? I guess the thing is, like, if you are showing something that's ostensibly from Scully's point of view, but she's not there, we need to see some sort of backup of that person telling her or her yes. explaining uh, in dialogue to Jose Chung, like, or leave they it, told me this. Or leave it out of Scully's progression and memory and rely on someone else to fill and have the Yeah, have it not be, you know, supposedly all throughout as yes. from Scully's point of view. So it was um, Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh-huh. And another guy comes in and Mulder's like, oh, what, what's happening here? And Scully's hypnotized. And Jesse the Body, which is crazy. And Jesse the Body Ventura says, like, don't mess things up. Yeah. And then the other men in black is Alex Trebek. Yes. And actually. Actually. Well, you say, oh, that's Alex Trebek. Yeah. And here's the thing that creeps me out. Yeah. You know the number one thing we love to do? Yes. Is just call people by their celebrity names. Yes. Just say, that guy looks like this guy. Like, for instance, one of those pilots was William Defoe. Yeah, The dead pilot was absolutely William was William Defoe. That is a goof that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Scully describes the second man as Alex Trebek, 
Jose uh, Chung says, well, was it, like, that's weird. Like the game show host? The game show. And so I was like, no, 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 he just looks like him. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do. And you pooped us. You pooped us. It was funny. I mean, it was funny. It's pretty good. It's good. Anyway, they cover up the, it turns out that this all is covered up by a plane crash. The two guys in alien suits were dead at the plane crash. What? Yeah. What? What do you mean? Really? Yeah. Oh my god. The plane crash that they went to. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I saw the plane crash, but I missed the bit of dialogue where they said the two guys died at the well, plane crash. Well, that's they said it's a cover-up. So there's the two guys, the bodies are being brought up from the plane crash, uh-huh. and they, they're saying that, like, okay, well, this is a cover-up now, that these guys died. They're saying the guys died at the plane crash, but... The bleepy bleep guy says, oh, that's the guy in the alien suit. That's William Defoe. Yeah. So this is like, they brought Mulder and Scully in to see that this was, this is what the real truth is, and it's really a cover-up. Mm, okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to uh, Truman Capote's office. Yeah. Uh, where he is typing on a typewriter, and you said, write on a fucking computer, you old. <laughs> Which I loved. Oh, boy. Uh, and Mulder goes in and tries to tell him, like, hey, don't write this story because people aren't ready to hear it. And blah, 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 blah. Which is weird because you would think Mulder wants the story to be told. Well, he's, like, concerned about Truman Capote's, like, who he's working for and everything. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. Then we get an Animal House-like, where are they now? <laughs> yeah, we sure do. Going through each of the, the members of this. So Buster Bluth works for BC Hydro. Yeah. Um, the rant, rant, no, Rocky is... Max Rockadansky. Max Rockadansky. Rocky Crickinson. Rocky Crickinson. Uh, starts a cult. Starts a cult. Literally starts a clock about li- lizard people and Lord Kimbo. Yeah. Um, Scully's still Scully. Mulder is shirtless in bed. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Nipple shot. And then we get this weird thing of how, uh, the first woman who got abducted and oh, stuff, yeah. how... She... It, like, moved her to try to change the world. And so she has, like, Greenpeace posters. Yeah. And the guy is still knocking at her window. And she's like, like, what is up, you guy? And he's like, oh, I still love you. And she does this really, this weird line that men write. Yeah. Like, oh, men... Is love all you think about? Is men... Is love men... What? Is love all men think about? (laughs) So they're painting her as, like... Oh, look at this. Like, fe- she's jaded a, feminist. She's a, fem- she's a lesbian now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool. I mean. But, and then they make the guy the victim. Yeah, well, I mean, one, if you were uh, sexually assaulted and people spent an entire 50-minute episode telling you you weren't, you were abducted by aliens, you'd probably be a jaded feminist as well. Or, e- number two, even if she wasn't, like, raped or if it was consensual, she obviously does not want to see him anymore yeah. and is creeped out by him. And he keeps coming to her window and... But it's all very, like, sad music for him it's as he sad, walks like, away. It's like, oh, poor me. Like, you, you can take this whole episode and you can even take the rape subplot out. Yeah. If she had consensual sex and this guy's... And she's like, no, I'm not really into you. Yeah. And you're still... And he's still creeping. And then she's like, oh, I hate men. Yeah. Like that's sh- that's shitty. That's very shitty. Making the the boy like, oh poor guy, oh, he can't he catch just a loves break. Her. He can't just catch a break. Ugh. Why don't women like the nice guys? Fuck you, get Darren Morgan. Off. Get fucked off. Get fucked off. 
I hope you go up to the UFO dick sucking machine. <laughs> you know, you might like that. Get milked. Get milked, bitch. Okay, let's rate this. Okay. Uh, I read on Spooky Scale, five is uh, I will not sleep at night. One is I want to sleep. Now, I do have to say. You were spooked. I was spooked. And I'll tell you why. Aliens outside my window and at the edge of my bed have scared me since I was, oh, six. Mm, yes. And actually, I do also want to tell you something. The book cover <laughs> of From Outer Space is based on a real book cover called Communion. Yeah. And that book cover I saw as a kid, and it's the same kind of picture. That picture, you described it as uh, Alien Mona Lisa. Yeah, it does look like an alien. Like, she's it, got a secret. It creeped the shit out of me. Aww. And this is the reason, that is the reason I sleep with a shirt over my head. Oh, God. So if I open my eyes, I don't see shadows around me. Oh, I'm, I'm serious. I know, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to give this a... A hard five. Oh, nice. Because that alien shot at the foot of the bed will always stay with me. <laughs> and I won't sleep at night. Uh, I, it? I rate on a rage scale from one to Excelsis Day. One means perfect, it's beautiful, I love it, it's wonderful. I have yet to give one out. Uh, Excelsis Day means it's very, just like, oh my god, it's just very bad. It's very bad. Uh, so I'm actually going to give this a uh, second in a row. I'm going to give it an eight. You're going to give an eight? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Just I'm, could have been so much better and just like, ugh, so many problems. You put, you put it on the pedestal for us, guys. You put that pussy on a pedestal. I wasn't going to say pussy because I know it upsets you sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. Now I feel That's cheated. That's so thoughtful. Now I feel cheated I'm that sorry. you said it. Because I know I said it once and you're like, uh, okay, Courtney, stop. <laughs> Maybe I was feeling sensitive that day. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you guys put it on a pedestal for us, and we are, I'm like, I saw this one coming up, and I'm like, oh, people legitimately people like, like this that episode. one. Maybe it will be really good. <laughs> and that's what happened. Yeah. We just fart noise. Fart, fart noise. Uh, let's do something fun. Let's do something fun. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you, because we'll never tell you that we don't believe you, unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-Files. So uh, we were kind of bouncing around trying to find something fun to talk about, and we found... this episode was not fun. It's very bad. Uh, we found a fun thing on Amazon uh, that these people could have used. It's called a UFO detector. Uh, and we will post this Amazon. You can buy this, you guys. How much is it? Eighty-seven sixty-six <laughs> free shipping. Free shipping. <laughs> uh, for eighty-seven dollars USA, you can get this uh, UFO detector. We'll post the link on our webs on our Facebook and Twitter and everything. So check that out. Uh, it's an internal magnetometer interfaced with microcontroller. I think what you're gonna have to do is read this review, the one star review. Yes, and then that five star review. I will do that. Okay. Okay. So the one star review is maybe our favorite. Uh, it, it says, one star is too much for this product, and here's the review. I don't know if this is a scam or if mine was broken, but it doesn't work, and I am still getting abducted by UFOs on a regular basis. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, too. Now, this, uh, there's also a top positive review, uh, five stars, which yes. is great. And who is a buy, Allison? Uh, this, this review is by the one, the only, George Takai. And we thought, oh, this, we thought is this a was goof, a goof, but it is Apparently, not. Apparently, he just like makes time to do reviews on Amazon. Okay, if you, well, know, if you know any more about this, let us know. But here's uh, what it says: This is Jurtikai's personal X file, you guys. <laughs> it is. Uh, I purchased this gizmo to play a prank on my husband Brad, who still prattles on about his quote unquote fourth kind encounter when he was just thirteen. The uh, oh boy. Um, 
Yikes. On the anniversary of Brad's alleged abduction, I placed the device by our bedside and then set up an electromagnetic wave generator under the bed with a timer to go off right at midnight. If you're wondering where to get one, I recommend the Sky Mall catalog. I also picked up some motivational posters and a fake garden rock speakers to save on shipping. You're welcome. But back to my prank. It was all set to go, and I was as giddy as a six-year-old waiting for Santa. But like a typical six-year-old, I fell asleep and the damn thing went off. I woke to the flashing of multiple LEDs from the UFO-02 detector, bolted up eager to see Brad's petrified face. Aha! But Brad wasn't there. In fact, I wasn't even in our bedroom anymore. Instead, I stood face to face with Leonardo da Vinci, or perhaps it was Professor Dumbledore. I'm not really certain. In either event, it was a manifestation that the being that I should call the quote-unquote intelligence had determined my brain would most ex- easily expense accept the deliverance of the message. You see, the intelligence had come to convey to us humans that the imperative was nigh, that what we loosely dubbed the singularity was only the beginning of a limitless existence unbounded by physical space and time, and the sugar-free alternatives are actually worse for us than the real deal. He made sure the last point was clear by making me repeat it twice. When I came to, Brad was sound asleep in his tinfoil hat. The UFO O2 detector was gone, and sure enough, all of my Splenda had been replaced with little brown raw sugar packets. When I tried to tell Brad about the Leonardo Dumbledore and the message he rolled over away from me grumbling that I shouldn't eat so much ice cream or any dairy product before bed <sighs> thank you George thank you George you are a national treasure uh, so definitely check out the UFO detector we'll post that on our social media yeah there's some other good reviews there's some in there really good there's ones. 158 reviews total um, check it out <laughs> this one sorry <laughs> the de- uh, this is another five star review I just have to read it the detector has become a beacon for people in the retirement community where my father displays it with pride he asked what to do if a UFO was detected and offered to send his wife out to see if any family members were returning <laughs> oh boy you burnt <laughs> you burnt indeed okay yeah so check out our social media we're on Facebook and Twitter just double X files there on Tumblr or fuck yeah double X files, and you can even email us your review of some weird alien technology double X files podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, or you know, if you have a review of this episode, if you watched it like in situ when it came out, tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear like what your thoughts were initially watching it. I do like we get a lot of emails saying like this is why I love it. I would like to hear like have our perspective do you, are you thinking about it more yeah you know what i that mean that would be great to because i know back then we didn't think about rape culture and we didn't think about those things yeah absolutely. like do you have watching this is it cringeworthy some of the things like the transphobic joke or, or the or the rape jokes like is that i hope that's like part of your conscious now. Yeah, that you go right. back and you kind of go, oh no, oh no, yeah, maybe watching it for a second time that'd be great. Okay, oh, uh, anything else? Well, we gotta do, uh, we gotta do predictions. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, it's your turn to predict. Okay. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. So, uh, the next episode, season three, episode 21, uh, the title is Avatar. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. So, the water airbender or the blue alien people? Uh, 
probably James Cameron's Avatar. Yeah, let's do that one. Okay. So that's like Dances with the Wolves with Aliens, right? Yes. We just did kind of an alien episode. <laughs> well, you could just go based on what the meaning of Avatar is. What's the meaning of Avatar? Well, it's like a, it's like a representation of uh, someone. Mm. Chew on that. I'm trying to think what group of people are disliked by cops, FBI agents. Hmm. <laughs> I get. Uh, I don't know. Um, well, everyone. Yeah. Uh, people of color. Stoolies. Uh, sex workers. Uh, stoolies. Um, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. All the episodes I'm thinking in my head are just real shitty. Well, you then you I mean? might get points. That's true. Um, give me a give me a bad episode, like what you think this would be if it was really bad, and we'll see if the X-Files can do better. Scully has to go undercover with sex workers. Oh, boy. I hope. That, that's the worst thing I can think of. I hope it can do better. Because I'm trying to think it would be like Mulder or Scully trying to go undercover in some organization. Yeah. Right? And it, I'm trying to think of like what. Because I'm trying to okay, think. Okay, but what's the supernatural aspect oh, of it? Jesus. Um, there's a serial killer and he is murdering sex workers, of course, because that's what they do. And they just can't. Oh, shit. They can't figure out the pattern. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just every every murder is, like, different. Okay. Like, like different. Or it's, it's, okay, they think it's a copycat killer. Okay. But each copycat killer is killing, like, a famous murderer. Oh. So you have, like, the Black Dahlia. You have, like, Bundy. Mm-hmm. You have, like, Zodiac Killer. And then so each of these murders are happening copycatting another famous murder. Interesting. And it's happening all over the country. Because that makes sense with the with Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that's what I'm going for. Mm. Uh, and so because it's largely uh, sex workers who are the victims of these things, Scully has to go in and help these women. And what is uh, supernatural about it? The fact that this is happening all over the country and that person couldn't possibly be getting from yeah. place to place so fast. So is it a big cult or what is it? Okay, cool. So I'm going to say um half point for like serial killer, sex worker, murder mm-hmm. and a half point for like this large serial killing conspiracy. Like is it one person that's traveling all over? Okay, yeah. Or is it like a cult thing? Yeah, that that sounds yeah. good. Okay. Cool. It's going to be bad, isn't it? It's probably going to be bad, but hopefully it'll be better than that. Okay. We're trying to lowball them now. We're trying to lowball them now. Okay. Um, if you have time, two minutes, please go to iTunes or Stitcher and uh, leave us a review. We would just appreciate it so much. Yeah. And what else? Anything else? Um, hey, if you want to join a fun club, uh, go to patreon.com slash thunderquack and $7 mm-hmm. a month will get you access to our snail mail club where we send out something fun every month in the mail. Yeah. Uh, it's a hoot. It's a hoot and a holler. I think that's everything. Yep. So. Oh, you know what? What? I wanted to read what the next episode was, and I did, and I hate it already. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to publicly say that. Anyway, uh, so next Tuesday, 
we're gonna do episode 21 Avatar and um hopefully we won't hate it more than that. We will. We'll, we're we probably will. gonna hate we it, hate you it guys, but that's okay. okay. Uh, until next time, the truth, truth is, is out, out there. there. Smile. <laughs>